Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morningstar Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, my brothers. Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast with your hosts, Right Warshore Brother George Mudry, Warshore Brother Joe, and Warshore Brother Ken. And we are up here today with Brother, well, Warshore Brother Brian Washhausen. And which lodge are you from, Brother? Uh, Waterloo Masonic Lodge, uh, number 787 in Waterloo, Illinois. And we have an, quite an interesting story, which is why our, our PR guy, Rafferty. <laughs> We call him, right? PR guy? Yeah, he's our PR guy. Yeah, we'll go with PR guy. It's a nice thing to call him. Jack of all uh, names. That's the, one of the nicer names that we call him. But uh, there was a quite an interesting story that, that really piqued our interest when we were uh, kind of, uh, Rafferty was doing his homework, and he had found out that uh, you, sir, are the owner of the building, correct? Well, yeah, I'm Roger. Yes, sir. We've owned it since 1920. Oh, wow. That's, wow. that's awesome. That's incredible. Very you don't hear too many stories about that, about lodges who've had their building for that long. And have owned it and haven't yeah, had yeah. to like sell it and then rent it back out or right. whatever the case may be. So that's that's a, that's a great story. But um, you have a business inside of the building. Uh, I imagine that your lodge is on the upper level and you are on the... Or your lodge is on the upper level and the business is below it, correct? That's correct. It's a three-story building. Our dining hall is right above the brewery and then uh, the temple is above the, the, the uh, dining hall. And... Uh, so with all this COVID thing going on, um, you know, businesses we obviously know, even here in Connecticut, everywhere else is struggling. And struggling. Masonic Lodges. And Masonic Lodges are, are struggling to keep their doors open. So I'd like to give a, I'd like you to just give a quick synopsis of what exactly uh, transpired and kind of got you a little bit of uh, well-renowned for what you guys did at, with the Lodge. Well, we, uh, our Lodge is very fortunate. We, uh, we had a gentleman pass and leave us some money and we do our best preserving that money and uh, we were in a position that uh, with all this going down uh, Chris and Tammy have been wonderful I mean wonderful renters um, they put a lot of their own money in that building to redo it and uh, we just got together one night actually it was over a few beers and we decided that uh, the right thing to do was give them their last three months worth of rent checks back so that's, that's what we did. That's incredible. That's that's very admirable. And how long have they been down there? Uh, I think I think next year be five years. Oh wow, that's 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 incredible. So uh, let's get into a little bit into your Masonic career. Let's uh, let's ask uh, uh, as we always do. How how do you got started into Freemasonry? What got you interested in Freemasonry? And uh, where your story goes from there. So we'll start from the top. Uh, what got you interested in Freemasonry? I've always been kind of interested in Freemasons. None of my family was a Freemasons or was a Mason, but my father-in-law was, and uh, uh, he got me he got me involved, and uh, and that's that's how I got into it. And I uh, when I when I first joined our lodge, it was a very well-seasoned lodge, we'll call it. Uh, <laughs> a lot of older folks in it, and uh, I was probably. One of the younger, well, I was one of the younger ones, and now our lodge is booming. So that's it's been good. I've been worshipful master three times. Um, the last time I was worshipful master, we raised 16 masons. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's phenomenal. You're talking about a town, Waterloo's about 10,000 people. So that's pretty busy for us, you know? That That's incredible. Uh, we always like taking uh, shots at, at French people, so uh, Waterloo. That's uh, quite interesting because uh, who won that, by the way? Not Napoleon. Not Napoleon. Not right. Napoleon. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, I like to enjoy 
poking fun at French. We at the French, that's all. French. Listen, how come I, why is my mic shut off? I turned your mic down just a hair because oh. of the air conditioner. Well, you can't hear me at all now. Now, now we can. Now you're good. We do have French listeners, and we do love we do. our we do. French brothers. We do. Yeah. So you know, we also break, a, we have the English flag of there, that, which was given to us by our English listeners from abroad, and uh, we, we like poking fun at them too, so I, I hope nobody takes offense to it. We also have the Australian flag for our Australian listeners who, who tune in as well, but we like poking fun. Um, so uh, you you got into the, to, to the lodge. Um, what did you think about your entered apprentice degree? What was uh, what was going through your head when you went through your entered apprentice degree? Ask this to everybody. You know, there was a lot of things going through my head, uh, as I'm sure every entered apprentice goes through. Uh, but uh, I was told, you know, just just know that you can trust a brother, and that's what it's all about. And, mm-hmm. um, never, you know, I was never felt nervous or anything, but it's always the unknown, you know. But yeah, it was it was different. I enjoyed it, and um, it's been a. It, the best thing I ever did, become a mason. Right. Um, and then, obviously, you got into the line. Um, and uh, was that kind of a voluntold thing, or was that kind of... Uh, was that, <laughs> the reason I ask is I, and I ask, you know, because I was kind of voluntold to move into the line. And I'm sure, you know, some people are like, no, nah, I want to take some time off. But this, the lodges that have, the, as you said... Uh, uh, what was the word he used for the um, well seasoned? Well seasoned, <laughs> yeah. Lodges. Uh, the minute they get young blood, they're like, no, we got to throw them in a chair. We got to throw them in a chair. Yep. So is that what happened right. to you, or is it something you wanted to do? Oh, I wanted to do it. Um, I became a mason. I think it was in July, and they immediately put me in the junior deacon spot. Mm-hmm. And, oh wow, that's fast. Wow. Yeah. Well, I took off from there, and and uh, but yeah, it was. You know, there was a lot. The good thing about it is, in, in the meantime, after literally right after becoming a master mason, my father-in-law passed away. Oh. And um, so my wife is extremely supportive of the whole mason uh, shriner thing. She's totally 100% behind it. So uh, I had her support. I didn't have to fight her. Oh, that's 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 incredible, and it's always good to. Uh keep the wife at ho- at home happy so if she is supportive of what you do that makes it helpful <laughs> um and you said yesterday i was just gonna say had your father-in-law been a uh, a mason for a long time was this something that she grew up around yeah she grew up around it uh my father-in-law was a mason for a long time um legion of honor in the shrine and uh yeah he he become not real active as he got a little older and he he died young actually uh, died of cancer but um yeah he kind of got away from it a little bit but when i got back in it kind of sparked him and he was he started getting a little active again in our lodge does your so you you've had your lodge and the reason why i'm asking this i'll explain it to you in two seconds um does your lodge uh you've had it since what you say 1920 yeah does your lodge have ghosts does it what? Does your lodge have ghosts? <laughs> no, it doesn't. And no, I, I wow. think the reason why we bought the lodge in 1920 it was a two-story building, and we added the third build or the third floor. Oh, okay. Um, in 1921. Okay. So, uh, no, we don't have any ghosts there. Um, I one time I thought we did, but it wasn't. It was a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> it's always how it goes. Uh, the the right. reason why well, I'm we asking. Have any ghosts is your lodge? Oh yeah, oh yeah. We've actually had ghost hunters come up here, and uh, they they've done investigations and caught voices and called me out by name and everything else. And the reason why I'm asking is because I don't know if you could see my face a little bit on the camera because I'm on the corner over here, but I just watched my headphones go flying off the table over here. That so happens. yeah, that was kind of creepy. My home lodge was. <laughs> uh, we actually bought the church that it originally was. I think it was Second Congregational Church in Waterbury, and we bought it in, uh, I believe, the 80s or the 90s. But that building was erected in the 1920s, and it seems to have some otherworldly stuff going on in it. So I found found it kind of interesting that you said that yours was established in 1920. You guys added a third floor to it, and... My nothing, brain instantly goes to that. Instantly goes to that. It seems to be pretty prevalent up here in Connecticut for some reason. I don't know why. Um, 
So you were actually a three-time past master or a three-time master of your lodge. That's incredible. I did two years, and I'm like, nah, get me the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah, and I'm currently the secretary, but I've already told my lodge that, uh, yeah, no, I'm done. So uh, Joe's going to be taking over. For no, me. no, I am not. <laughs> I've, I've been secretary for two years at my mother lodge, and no, I'm, I'm also leaving. Congratulations, worshipful brother Joe. Yeah, no, it's not going to happen. Um, it's uh, not going to happen. <laughs> but the reason why I'm asking is, did you want to do... Uh, so first off, number one, does your lodge do two-year two year terms? Um, no. Here in Connecticut, there's kind of a thing of like some lodges do two-year terms, others are just a single year. And I mean, you went for the you went for the hat trick, we so there, yeah. <laughs> our, our lodge does one-year terms. Okay. And uh, every year, move around and <clears throat> or you know rotate around and and uh, what happened was I was worshipful master, and then uh, three years passed, and uh, the senior warden who was due next uh, had some issues and couldn't couldn't fulfill the worshipful master seat so i volunteered again and um kind of the same thing happened and then the, the third year it was like they begged me to do the third year and uh, i didn't mind doing it it's 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 just a lot you know it's a it's a right. commitment it's a big oh, yeah. commitment it's a tough oh, yeah. gig too especially uh you know, you, you you're responsible for the uh, the newer brothers coming in and making sure that they get their education, and at the same time, you're trying to keep the uh, well seasoned brothers uh, and and past masters at bay because they always, of course, have their own opinions. Right. It's it's a tough spot to be in. It's a really tough spot to be in. It is. It really is. I mean, <clears throat> luckily our lodge there's there's uh, they get along very well. Uh, very, very few issues, especially personal issues. But you know, it's just it's just a commitment. You're juggling everything, and you know, the year we raised 14, you know, that's 14 times three. That's 42 nights we were at the lodge, and that's a lot to be to ask of other brothers as well as the, the worshipful. You know? Yeah, right. You get really good at your ritual, though. Yeah, I'm, I got my ritual down. <laughs> your life situation changes over those three years too even as you're moving up through a progressive line like your your station in life changes during the course of that maybe you have a child maybe you have grandchildren all kinds of things can happen and it can influence your ability to do the job of the subsequent chairs or to to be a master for subsequent years right so kudos brother for keeping it together for three that's impressive thank you it is uh, wouldn't catch me dead doing three years. I'm good. <laughs> I couldn't do it. No, not not three consecutive. Certainly, no, that's no. not. Um, are you a, a member of any other appending bodies? Yeah, I'm, I'm a Shriner as well. Shriner. Mm. Uh, that's all you joined was the Shrine, not Scottish Rite, York Rite, anything of those. And they, okay. I, I, I take that back. I, I am a Shriner and, and and Scottish Rite. And Scottish Rite. Mm -hmm. Never yeah. took the York Rite uh, route, or not interested, well, or, or like to. I'd like to do the York Rite yet. Um, it just right now time is is not really conducive for me. Very 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 busy. So right. um, that's that's still on my bucket list. And uh, so it was nice Templar. Yeah. Um, I same thing. Uh, unfortunately, there's so many different ways you can go that you have to kind of pick and choose and then kind of just be happy with what you chose <laughs> because right. when you go more than one way i mean it's i mean you're talking how many times a night uh, excuse me how many times a uh, month does your lodge meet twice a month no we only meet once a month oh really wow interesting um we meet twice a, a month up here we meet once a month. i'm sorry go ahead we 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 meet once a month um but you know, again, we got when we're doing work. You know, we've got we're there. Oh, we could be there three or four times a month. But yeah, we only meet once a month. Um, yeah. When you take so so we meet. I mean, even once. Um, oh, actually, Tammy is waiting to join in. So I'm going to see if I can add her. Whoa, that was weird. I'm going to see if I can add in Tammy real quick. Oh, come on now. Give me one second, brother. My uh, my Skype is not playing nice right now. All right. 
There we go. If you need a little uh, on hold music, I can. Uh, no, I got it. I can work something up for sure. I got some earth, wind, and fire ready to go, man. Sing mm. the can. Yeah. We could do a duet. And that is R A H N, correct? That's correct. Uh, it's seeing she's unavailable. Interesting. In a land called fantasy, in a life for you and me to be whole with your soul is ecstasy. You will Joe's our uh, Joe's our local singer. He just decides to start busting out ballads in the middle of a podcast. Is what he does. <laughs> the only so, musician amongst us. Yeah. And it's songs that I've never heard of. All right. How do you not know I "Fantasy" mean, by Earth, I've Wind, and Fire? Never really, I mean, it's pretty well known. You know who Earth, Wind, and Fire is, no, though, I right? Don't. No, You've no. never heard Boogie Wonderland oh, and God. Let's Groove Tonight in no. September? Come on. No. Yes, you have. No, I haven't. Liar. You're a liar. <laughs> I can't believe you would lie, um, brother. <clears throat> so, uh, I, I was having problems. I can't add Tammy into the call for some reason. It's saying that she's unavailable. Um, oh, boy. My headphones are... We, uh, I'll have uh, our PR guy work on that behind yeah. the scenes as we're... There we go. Um... She might be able to splice into the same call too if she sees that um, that he's on with you. She right. might be able to join in. But right. Anyway. Well, I did invite her, so. But anyway, um, <clears throat> so you, um, uh, what do you do? What is your uh, current uh, position in the lodge at this moment? Are you past master sitting on the sidelines? I'm all set. <laughs> well, I was past master sitting on the sidelines uh, until. Uh, we gave those three red checks back, and now I've been officially appointed as the uh, Waterloo Masonic Lodge publicly re- public relations person. Ah, oh, very oh. nice. Oh, <laughs> he's like Rafferty. Yeah, he's like Rafferty. Only smarter. <laughs> no, come on. I had to take a shot at him. It was easy. It was easy. I'm sorry, Raph. I love you. As he texts me, I'm listening. <laughs> I love you, Raph. That's a tough job, though. So are you responsible for, like, Masonic outreach, too? Like, community-related stuff where you guys are... Uh, Charitable events in the community. Well, it's kind of. Um, it's funny you mentioned that we had we had been talking about moving by beyond the face of the public and and uh, you know doing the chamber of commerce meetings and things like that. And after the COVID hit and we did all this, uh, yeah, I, I kind of been appointed into that position. So yeah, we we do we do some fundraising and uh, we do a lot. A matter of fact, uh, we do a couple barbecues a year. Um, yeah, it, we, we got quite a bit going on. Cool. Very cool. Um, we're having some... I started playing with buttons, so now the audio is kind of being... So you couldn't leave well enough alone. I Hopefully it's well just enough. our uh, headphone monitors and it doesn't make it into yeah. the actual recording. If it does, I'll fix it later. Keep playing with it, you'll be blind. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, so what compelled your lodge to... To, I mean, I granted, I know the COVID thing, and even lodges are hurting. So we we know this for, uh, I know we're hurting up here at the lodge. Not not so much money wise, but just um, we can't do events. Our grandmaster pay, basically put a kibosh on any type of masonic event type thing, uh, any type of fundraisers we do, anything of that, um, any time of any type of that nature. So. I mean, I think it's 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 really cool that your lodge, and I, I know you said that you, your lodge is, is very well off with with money and all that stuff. You came into money, and, and we up here at Morningstar, we're we're pretty good with money as well. Um, but in order to like, if we own the building as Morningstar, I mean, I don't know if we can swing giving three checks back of of rent if we own the building. So that's that's pretty cool. Uh, now, how I don't know how business is for you guys out there, but like uh, we we don't really even do business. We kind of um, we gave our treasurer power to pay bills, but that's pretty much it. So well, how are you guys able to swing that? Well, we uh, we're like I said, fortunate enough that we have we have some money, and you know. We, doing our best to preserve it, investing and things like that. Um, but we felt that it was right. Chris and Tammy, like I said, have been fabulous runners. And, uh, you know, checks, rent checks always early. And one night over, matter of fact, it was the last night in Illinois before they shut the bars down. 
uh, we got together and we were talking and decided that we need to just hold on to their rent checks. At first, it was just going to be the one month, and then it ended up being the three. So uh, we kind of, the way we kind of did business was uh, we have a service call. Um, you might have it as well called a call them all. Yeah, where you put yeah, up yeah. a number of another brother and you put out a call. Uh-huh. And we said, you know, if, if there's any brothers uh, in need or anybody in need, and you know, reach out, and we would kind of do a phone, you know, phone discussion type thing. And so, yeah, we pretty much gave uh, our treasurer, our secretary, the you know, the ability and and the treasurer to pay the bills and as they come due. But you know, what's kind of crazy, we didn't. Everything got kind of quiet. Uh, we didn't get a lot of requests for donations or uh, people in need, not even from the local food pantries that we, we give to frequently. Uh, it was just kind of weird, you know. You'd think that people would be really, really in need, but they weren't. I mean, we at least where we live, you know, we were a pretty fortunate area. A uh, question for you. Uh, Worship Brother Greg Schultz asks, where is Worship Brother Brian's Lodge? It's in Waterloo, Illinois, which is about 25 miles south of St. Louis on the Illinois side. Okay, very cool. Monroe uh, County, Illinois. <clears throat> All right, so let's talk beer. Um, I know here at Morning Star Lodge, we have downstairs, we have uh, Jimmy's Place, which is, uh, they got... Fantastic porchetta. It's a and tavern. It's a tavern, if you will. But their beer selection's a little lacking. <laughs> beer selection's a little lacking. PBR yeah. and Bud Light. So, yeah. That by no means am I trying to say that Masons uh, convert the Our purposes of refreshment to intemperance. So, excess will go with? No, but we can have standards. <laughs> no, but we are allowed to but have. We uh, do go downstairs afterwards and we have quote-unquote fellowship um is that kind of the standard for you guys oh absolutely um, <laughs> we go downstairs to chris and tammy sometime uh, there's another bar down the street that we go to uh but last year um it got passed through grand lodge that in the dining hall we can now have alcohol oh wow yeah so we have a uh, beer fridge locked up in a room and uh uh, we open it up, two dollar beers, and uh, all that money we use to further the Masonic. Uh, you know, we pick something with we take the money from, profit from, and we we donate it. And um, we like to we like to go downstairs at Chris and Tammy's. And uh, problem is, we meet on Monday nights. Chris and Tammy are usually closed on Monday nights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but sometimes they'll open, or they'll open, be open for whatever reason. We'll go down there. Uh, but yeah, we we always like to get together. Social uh, that's that's where you build, you know, the good bonds at. So these folks have a, a brewery, and they have it in a building, in which resides a Masonic temple, and it just so happens that you guys are their landlords, and they're renting from you. And now they could have opened their business pretty much anywhere, given what's happened, given the fact that you guys meet in that building and. You know, not only do you rent to them, but also your brother, you know, the, the brothers of the lodge go down and patronize their business. And in fact, when all the pandemic stuff happened, you guys helped them out financially. What do they have to say about the Masonic institution? I mean, I'm assuming they, they, they didn't have any uh, Masonic lineage prior to starting their business. What do they have to say about everything? Uh, they, they, they were thrilled, you know. Um, we told them do what you must do what you need to do with the money and and i know most of that money uh and i'm not speaking for tammy but because we can't have troubles getting her to join in i mm-hmm. i know most of that money went back to their employees which was fabulous that's awesome great um their tammy's husband chris is a uh, an optimist uh, he belongs to the optimist club and and uh, i think we're uh, we're working on ruining him right up into that lodge because that's where he needs to be Nice. Right. It's funny how things have a way of working out sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And we're trying to get there. And we I don't, don't know if we recruit, but we recruit. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean it's not recruiting. He's if there anyway. To see what Masons, how exactly. Masons act, right. and what we're about. 
Right. And if you come to our doors after that, then that's not recruiting. That's just you want to be part of right. this if, organization. If you want to learn how Masons act, you don't need to listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, sometimes. Uh, no, we get but information, but we're also into the horseplay. I don't know that we've uh, mentioned the name of the brewery yet. It's uh, the Stubborn German. Uh-huh. That's in Waterloo, Illinois. Uh, so if we have any brothers out in that area, definitely... Uh, Check them out, and hey, dude, would you happen to know if they have any uh, Masonic-themed uh, beers, like any Ooh. names of beers well, that are uh, Masonically themed? We they they did have one for the the shrine. They did one for the shrine, uh, and they did because our the Monroe County Shrine Club that I belong to. We meet Chris and Tammy. Let us meet in the basement of the bar. Cool. Uh, they have a fixed-up room down there, and they let us meet down there, and they, they don't charge us, which is awesome. And uh, so they did a uh, uh, they did a, a beer for us, but uh, I, I think we might be angling for a you know a Masonic beer now. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, if they decided to create such a brew after all of this, that that would be cool. And we might have yeah. to try to get our hands on it and. Sample, uh, yeah. In some way, I don't know how well beer keeps and UPS shipping, but <laughs> so how far of a drive are you from, uh, say, like Cleveland, Ohio? Cleveland, or go Columbus, whichever. I'm just thinking, of how close will that be if I, yeah, like, I when I take my daughter out to college? <laughs> <laughs> if it's a hot Cleveland is still a good eight hours away from us. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like dumb. Yeah, we live in Connecticut. It's the size of a shoebox. Yeah, I mean, man, I'm just you get from one end to the other. Well, in like I drive five eight, seconds. It takes me over eight hours to get to Cleveland. I'm thinking I'm it's closer than Connecticut for sure. We're gonna need to take a plane, Joe. Yes. Okay. No, that's gonna require a plane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll uh, fly out somewhere, get a, like a two or three hour layover. Yeah. Well, I mean, I do have some great aviator glasses here, go. and so do you. I mean, we could probably get onto the tarmac, and nobody would know the difference, and we could just take one. Yeah, let's do feel it. the need take for speed. For let's take my. Oh, yeah. Mother Greg Schultz. Worship Mother Greg Schultz asks, beer is locked up, question mark? Aren't Masons honest? <laughs> <laughs> well, we have, uh, we have a DBLA chapter that meets there, and oh. uh, we decided it'd be best to lock the doors. Yeah, the that's a good idea. That's yeah, a fair point. Yeah. Yes. Even here in Connecticut, we have um, some pretty rigid uh, rules and guidelines that we have to Rigid? We're going to go with rigid? I'm trying to be as diplomatic as possible. Yeah, I mean, well, tyrannical. But whatever, no, continue. No, it's not tyrannical. So we were basically told by our grand jurisdiction that we needed to either create what's called a bottle club, um, which you yes. might be familiar with. It's a, it's kind of like a nationwide phenomenon. A lot of private clubs, social clubs, and stuff have this this bottle club. You're responsible for your own alcohol, basically. Yeah, you have right. to put your name on it. You, you bring it it's in. It's an insurance thing. It's, it's a yeah, liability, it's a liability thing is what it comes thing. down to. Or you have to get a, uh, a liquor permit, So, like any restaurant or bar would have. So it's one or the other, and of course all of us, mm. the majority of the lodges in the state chose to um, right. Well, what's even better is if you own the building and rent out the bottom floor to a brewery. Yeah, exactly. Then you're good. Then you're good to go. That's if we rented the Jimmy's downstairs, we'd be good because we would just yeah, we would be able to go down there where they have a liquor permit. Well, we actually um, kind of thought we were going to get a little pushback when we rented when we decided to lease the, the lower floor to. To the brewery uh, from the Grand Lodge because they're like it's not connected. You can't get down there. And I'm like no. The door that used to go from the main floor to the second floor is sealed. We can't get down there. You know because we have to exit our building to go into their building. What? That's a fair compromise. Mm. More importantly, yeah. they can't get up into the lodge, which I'm right. sure is what Grand Lodge was really concerned about. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Hold on. We're still. Um, yeah, I'm trying. Everybody to knows the the reason why there's a, a pause occasionally. We're still trying to work to get uh, Tammy, to get yeah. Tammy on the uh, broadcast so we can hear from her herself uh, to tell us her side of things and uh, what her experience has been like. And uh, we're working diligently behind the scenes to try to get that uh, get that going for you. I just seen somebody. Posted uh, a question or whatever a statement that they said they love the name Shits and Giggles. Well, uh, <laughs> that, that's one of Chris's beers, uh, Shits and Giggles, 
And uh, he's got some really unique names uh, he comes up with. He's pretty, him and Tammy are pretty, pretty crafty when it comes to that. That's funny. I feel like that's a requirement for any good brewery, right? Marketing <laughs> is a big thing, and having that like that special name for your beer. There seems to be a lot of competition in that area, especially with the uh, the local breweries in Connecticut. So I feel like that's c- kind of part of the part of the role that you're taking if you're going to open up a brewery. Hmm. So, Worshipful Brother, what are some of the uh, the big events that you guys do in your lodge? It could be uh, themed degrees or charitable causes that you support. What are some of the big things that you guys always have on your trestle board year after year? Um, year after year, we, we always try to give... We get a lot of requests for donations, obviously, like like a lot of other lodges do. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we try to donate to, to as much as we can. But uh, there is a uh, couple of programs that we, we like to, to support. There was one that was called the Backpack Program. Uh, it's where we donated money uh, along with, obviously, other organizations. And uh, they would the local schools would send some of these kids home with a backpack full of food. Uh, because when they leave on Friday, they may not have a whole lot of food to get through the weekend, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of did that. We try to do that. We try to support, you know, local benefits. But uh, pretty much anybody in need, we help. We always try to. We do also do a meal. Uh, they, uh, one of the churches in, in our town, uh, they do a meal every Monday night. And we'd like to. Uh, once a year, you go up and we donate all the food and serve and, and all that. And it's kind of a fellowship for anybody. I mean, you don't, you don't have to be, mm-hmm. um, you know, down on your luck. It's just good socializing hour. And we try to do that and, and just whatever we can do in the community to get uh, to help out. That's what we do. Very cool. Yeah, I know that's a big issue with uh, with school children, obviously. Um, in most jurisdictions, or I'm sorry, jurisdictions, I'm still in like Mason mode here. <laughs> in most states around the country, that that's like a normal thing, right? Like subsidized lunches and stuff like that for uh, you know kids that may not get the nutritional support at home that they really need, and that's fine during the week. But what happens on the weekends, right? So right. that the fact that you guys are doing a program like that, that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah we do that. Um, you know, like just wherever we can help. I mean, I've been in Waterloo my whole life when, you know, and when it was from when it was small and now it's kind of, well, still small, but 10,000 people. 10,000 is uh, fairly large. Yeah, we try, we try to help out wherever we can. You know, doesn't matter. Somebody needs help, we're there. That's awesome. I mean, that's what masonry is all about. Absolutely. That's what we're here to do. So I was looking at some of the other. Uh, items on the beer menu down there and they've got a, uh, a Schwartz beer which is a, a black lager that's called May the Schwartz be with you. Oh my god. See I didn't look at their menu because then I would want to go. Yeah I definitely want to go. Plane tickets are expensive right now and I don't really want to get They've got one uh, so no. called Blitzkrieg that's in kind of like a Metallica looking font. Oh cool with a lightning arrow. Yeah. So definitely I bet, yeah, I bet you've got some good uh, good brats out there too. So is, is Waterloo Illinois like a predominantly German settled town is that like the history of that town or is it just absolutely uh, it's yeah. very very German uh, and when you said Bratz we actually uh, have a meat market uh, town called Schneider's Quality Meats and the owner is a brother and uh, hmm. he makes a stubborn brat he uses actual beer from stubborn German and oh, makes wow. brats they're delicious yeah, we gotta go. Oh man, absolutely. <laughs> we, we really want yeah. brats too. Yeah. Now. So if we flew out there, where uh, would we fly into St. Louis and go from there? Or yeah, fly okay. into St. Louis and then uh, come on down to Waterloo. And there's there's a hotel down here, and we'll 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 show you a good time. I promise. Yeah, we're gonna have yeah. to set up the itinerary after this call. Yeah, and we need a booking agent. Now we have a booking agent like that books our hotel. We need a travel in the house travel agent. Rap yeah, pay okay. for it too. Rap Rap. Do it. <laughs> We'll start a GoFundMe or something. Yeah, there you go. Just in exchange, we'll film the whole trip. Yeah, there you go. Content generation. <laughs> right <laughs> that off as a business expense. It'll be a reality right? show. Yeah. 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 Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I don't like hearing uh-oh. Uh-oh. I hear, I hear like, something Skype. Boop, boop. Sounds like we lost him. 
Don't presume to tell me how to run my ship. <laughs> Sounds like a little submarine thing. Oh, was that a... It was a really bad Sean Connery doing yeah. a rushing accent. I know, I know. But you know what? I know that movie like the back of my hand. Yeah. It's a great movie. It is a great movie. On for Red October. Can I say that or am I going to get sued by... Oh, we'll get sued by somebody. It's a matter of time. Yeah, whatever. They all hate us. <laughs> Zuckerberg, Paramount. Oh, did we lose... Uh, 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 nope, he's right there, brother. I, uh, I tried... Uh, Swapping over and uh, calling Tammy, and it says that she's unavailable. So I'm not 100 percent sure how that's uh, how that's working out. It sounds like it's something on her end. So um, anyway, bummer because man, she's dead great people. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get. You know, we'll just have a separate. We'll we'll, we'll do uh, like another episode with her and we'll do a follow her with her yeah. and Chris. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we could always call her after we let you go, uh, brother, uh, worship brother Brian. We could always uh, give it a yeah. shot. Do a part Good two. Call. Do yep. a part do. Like a series. Mm. <laughs> like a series. Oh, God. Um, so what's uh, what's next for you, brother Brian? What do you, um, wh- wh- what's next for you masonically? What are things that you want to do um, in the future now that you've been uh, three-time, three-time, three-time past master? Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you? I know you're a public relations officer right now with uh, the community and everything, but uh, what do you? What's your next uh, endeavor that you'd like to pursue? Well, there's a few things. I mean, that I'd like to do. I know that um, last year they also finally in Illinois approved that we can do one raffle a year. Uh, oh, that's interesting. So we want to work on that this year is obviously a wash because we couldn't meet hardly at all but uh we do a gun raffle um oh cool yeah which works out really you well like last guns. year we gave away a desert eagle and uh wow that's a hell cool. of a gun raffle <laughs> yeah <laughs> we give away an old henry shit i need yeah, to right. go join that jurisdiction no. yeah, like a henry or a marlin 30 30 or something they're giving away desert eagles out there we gotta go visit yeah, them. Great. Uh, road trip but yeah just uh my, my main job ever since I became a Mason was to get uh, us out in the community more uh, because of um, because of the money that you know we have we, that we were not forced to do uh, fundraisers it kind of hurt us as well you know as far as getting your name out because we're not out there we don't have to be out there mm-hmm. well I'm trying to change that a little bit and I have been ever since I've been in there I think we need to be out and about. There were people have come up to me and said, I didn't even know there was a Masonic Lodge in Waterloo. And it's right in the middle of downtown. Yeah. Uh, so we're trying to work on that. And sometimes it's not about money either, right? Like if your lodge is really well-to-do and you have a great endowment, that's awesome. Like you don't, you don't have to do fundraisers per se, but what, a lot of the activities that I really love about my lodge are when we're, we're putting in sweat equity into something. Right. right, helping out a cause by going out and handing out. God help me, don't hit me, Joe. I know how much you hate pamphlets, but <laughs> let us say handing out flyers in front of a Walmart, right? Because there's Nicely a local done. shelter that's low on supplies, and you know they're running into tough times. And you know, here if you're in there shopping anyway, pick out a few things on this list because this shelter that's named at the top is really you know hurting for supplies right now. If you could bring a few of those out put them in our truck we'll bring them right over to that location but that's all you know in in us going and helping people shop and you know helping brothers out during the the pandemic and doing shopping for some of our brothers that are at risk and don't want to go into the grocery stores those kinds of things i find to be a heck of a lot more redeeming than just asking for donations anyway so there's totally things like that we can do as masons to to continue to make a difference even when money isn't an issue yeah, and I mean, but that was the thing. We weren't out there, and, and again, I mean, nothing against the lot But when, like I said, when I got when I first started, it was a definitely an aging lodge, and you know, uh, it needed some life. But, um, a fresh breath of air is what it needed, and mm-hmm. we've been we've been trying to do that, and we got it. We right now we have a fabulous lodge. We got great guys. We got guys that are willing to do things. It's 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 just been fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes you just need an influx of new ideas, and that's all it really yes. is. Yeah, it's really, you know, masonry at its core has always been philanthropic. So whether it's, you know, like Worshipful Brother Ken said, you know, collecting goods uh, for the less fortunate or even sponsoring things like my mother lodge sponsors a, uh, 
a scholarship award for the high school. That's one way you can uh, get your name out there and and get involved. And I purposely uh, uh, picked an obnoxiously long name for the uh, for the scholarship award. This way, when they read it at the high school, every year you hear people take notice because the Ashler Aspertuck Lodge Number One Forty Two Agent oh. Free and Accepted Masons of Connecticut Scholarship Award. Wow, and they have well, to, there's no and they have to read the whole thing. There's no abbreviation. No AM or anything like that. But nice. it's it's funny because you always now we've been doing it um, since 2015 when I was master. So we've been doing it for five years now, and uh, it's like you always get a couple of chuckles in the. I actually mm-hmm. missed not being able to hand it out in person this year because of the COVID stuff. But you always get like the snickers and the, the yeah. chuckles in the audience. There's a couple of folks on the board of Ed that are Masons <laughs> yeah. that are just like, huh. <laughs> well, and even I the like person giving away the award like goes halfway through and then yeah. takes a deep breath and then continues yep. with the name. But there's there's things like that that are important uh, yeah. from a Freemasonry standpoint to to get out in the community to let people know you're there mm-hmm. um, because I think that's the you know not from a uh, only a standpoint from. Uh, getting new members—that's certainly a byproduct of it. Byproduct of it, but you want to be a part of the community. You want to be—you mm-hmm. want people to to know who we are and what we do, so that we're not like this big scary building up on a hill mm-hmm. somewhere. Or, uh, people walk by. Okay, well, walk by that fast. They, you know, right. they'll snatch you and bring you in or something like that. I we like want the big scary buildings. Though. What's the problem with that? I mean, that's cool, but you still want the world to be convinced of the organization's good effects. Yes. Even when we're in the giant haunted mansion. Up on the hill with the <laughs> lightning and whatnot. Well, you guys uh, talk about the big building uh, and us buying ours, and it w- since 1920, it's kind of uh, kind of neat. Chris and Tammy put a little on their Facebook page a history of our building and who owned it and what it was, what was in there before, and and uh, it's it's pretty neat. If you guys were ever go to their uh, Facebook page, check it out. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. And that seems to be pretty consistent with a lot of the breweries, at least in in New England, right? There, we're we come from a, an area where there was a lot of, um, you know, during the Industrial Revolution, there were a lot of mills and so forth around here, a lot of manufacturing companies, and you know, when everything kind of went post-industrial in maybe the '90s and early 2000s, a lot of those companies shut down, and a lot of those buildings were vacated. Um, and what seems to have happened, especially in the last 10 years or so, is a lot of breweries and distilleries and companies like that um, need large industrial spaces. And, the, you know, the obvious first choice um, when you're starting a business are, are these old post-industrial mill buildings. Um, so around here, anyway, it seems like those old historic, you know, bolt plants and stuff like that, old mills textile plants, um, brass um, fabricating factories and stuff like that, those seem to be where where these breweries are popping up. Um, So it tends to be in cities and not really so much in rural areas because there's less, or there was less manufacturing in rural areas. Are you guys seeing something similar? Um, Just, yeah, I'm questioning this just just based on the fact that um, Chris and Tammy decided to open their business in a Masonic Lodge that just because you know, your lodge happens to be uh, the largest space in the area that can support a brewery operation with all the machines that they need? Or, you know, what... Ah, hold on. I just think I just kicked that. Did you kick him off the call, George? I may have. Oh, man. That wasn't supposed to happen. I dropped the ball on that one. There we go. Yeah, I think you're safe right now. Yeah, I think you're safe. Uh, down, downtown. Uh, and it, we had a big building, and it was nice because right outside of our building is the courthouse, which has a big courthouse square in it. And it's just it's a good piece of property, uh, part of the reason why Chris and Tammy, I think, wanted to be there. Uh, but there's a whole lot going on in downtown Waterloo right now, and everybody's Doing that older look, we got you know mm-hmm. a wine bar, we got all kinds of stuff going on. So, what is really really happening right now? Cool. Yeah, it's actually just looking at a picture of the uh, the building, and it's like typically what you would ex- a typical 
brick type building you'd expect to see in a downtown area out in the Midwest. That was it, I'm looking it up. It was built in 1885 okay, by Joseph so, Pluth, yeah. and uh, it was a dry goods store. It sold like twine, salt, pecans, clothing, like a like a mercantile type okay. of, a general store, and that's exactly. Like if uh, a building that was two, built in the late 1800s, two-story rectangular brick building exactly. kind of thing. It's, yeah. it's a beautiful building. And now you guys said you owe, you uh, you added the third <laughs> story when your lodge. Bought, yeah, we right? bought it in 1920. Oh, yeah. 1921, we added the third story. Okay. Okay. Cool. Very cool. Uh, I'm having problems getting Tammy on here, so. Uh, but what I will we'll probably do is I'll give her a call and we'll have her uh, we'll have her again again on at another time. But uh, uh, brother, yeah, uh, we can try to get her on. Uh, yeah, Thursday maybe. Yeah, we could try again Thursday and two parter. Uh, we'll do a two parter. And cliffhanger. Then, cliffhanger. What I'll do is you know what I'll, I'll do is I'll try it differently. Once I get it all set it up with her, uh, if you're available Thursday, I'd love to have you back on again, and we can uh, certainly do this again. Okay, what time? What time would that be? Uh, six o'clock. Six o'clock or five o'clock your time. All right. Yeah. Let me. Uh, let me see. Well, I'll, I will try my damnedest. Uh, I got work involved and all that, but I'll, mm-hmm. I'll make sure I'm out of there so I can. I can do that for you. Perfect. Yeah. I. I don't know for whatever reason it's not recognizing her Skype number. Uh, it's saying that she hasn't. Uh, even though I was just literally on my phone talking to her. <laughs> But uh, the block, she blocked you. Yeah, she blocked you. It's preemptive block. (laughs) (laughs) She knew what was coming. It's like, yeah, no, we're good. But uh, Brother Brian, uh, thank you again for being on here. And what you and your lodge did was extremely uh, admirable. And uh, definitely to me shows the testament of what Freemasonry is all about. Yes, sir. Yeah, thanks for making the rest of us look good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which is really hard to do if you know this group. uh, I look forward to chatting with you guys again. Absolutely. Awesome. Thanks, Worshipful Brother. All right, we're going to let you go. And uh, thanks again, brother. All right. Thanks, guys. You got it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah, I don't. Well, know. at least the internet didn't crap out. The internet did not crap yeah, out. Yeah, we can't blame the internet or Zuckerberg no. for this one. This, this is no. all us. This is Skype, actually. I just us. like how it's you're trying to blame my phone for audio issues when we've got this 1968 air condition that's probably drawing half Listen. the electricity in this building. Listen, or blaming the guests. Leave like, my 1968 air conditioner alone. Must be blocking alone. our callers. <laughs> 1968, they made everything great: cars and air conditioners. Okay. Both come with shag carpet. Yeah. I'm gonna make everybody it's shag carpet. Don't do it. So here's a funny here's a funny little tidbit we're talking about. Are you calling somebody? Or are you calling? Boop boop. What's happening now? So it's here's the Americans. Thing. Here's a funny thing, I, right? Uh, I pointed it out to a friend of mine today. We're talking about 1968 and being old and things like that. Mm. Would you and this this friend of mine was in utter disbelief when I pointed this fact out. That uh, I was in elementary school in the seventies, late seventies. I was in elementary school. Let them shing. Let the men. And they're like, no, no way were you in elementary school in the seventies. Like, no, no, yeah, no, I was. I was in elementary school in the eighties. So here's a little bit of a a surprise. No, because I'm old. Yes, you are. But I look good. But. Yeah. That was an awesome interview, I have to say. That was uh, a lot of fun. Um, I wish we could have got there. I wish we could have got Tammy on, but uh, again, we'll we'll recap on Thursday. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. We'll make a two-parter out of it. Yeah, Sometimes we'll, you get multiple people on Skype, and Skype uh-huh. doesn't want to play nice. That's uh, fine. That that's pretty much what happened. And especially now, you know, who knows? It's Sunday night. People that can't see each other might be doing like family Skypes, and right, yeah. the so, server might be busy but, and whatnot. But, Super cool story, though. I mean, that's what Freemasons hey, is all absolutely. about. You know, if we rented to somebody and oh. it was a business and they were running into hard times because of the, the current climate in the world, I think it's safe to I'd say like that to all of us would, would do, do the that. same yeah, absolutely. thing. So with the exception, I have to ask our, our viewers that are watching, uh, with the exception of everything in the entire room being bass-ackwards, um, 
What do we think of YouTube? Do we like YouTube uh, a little bit better? Oh, yeah. It's too uh, cool. Dude, right Just now? looking at it on my phone, the picture looks clearer. Yes, it does. It, it looks almost looks HD. Clear. It I seems to be moving. I like that, though, because then people will be zooming into my pores and then posting pictures. I don't know that it's exactly. exactly. I'm liking YouTube. I'm, no, I'm not going to lie. How's it looking on Facebook? Is it uh, You guys are on the Facebook, right? Cause you no, I'm right on the YouTube. I, I just I, I took it from YouTube and I just shared it onto Facebook. So it's, onto it's probably not streaming, but people can click like the little play button thing and it'll. Oh, cool, cool, yeah. cool, cool, cool. So we'll see how that went. If that didn't work out great, we'll find a better way of doing it. But um, no complaints from me. All good, Keith Noonan. Thank you, brother. Sweet. Yeah, we decided to switch over to YouTube. Seems to be moving much better. Um, yeah. It, it's a clear again. picture. I'm Swap looking out at a few cables though. It's um, Sunday. At eight, at six o'clock. I mean, and it's stifling hot out. I'm sure there's nobody who wants to sit here and watch yeah. what we're doing. Again, we're going to see viewer. We're going to see you know people watching more in the winter time than the summertime because mm-hmm. obviously in the summertime it doesn't get dark till almost nine o'clock. Yeah, so I'm expecting people are outside right now hanging out. It's the summertime. Nobody wants to listen to us three hooligans. Up Incidentally, here. it's really hard to come up with interview questions <laughs> or ask interview questions when you're sweating to death like the heat just sucks all of your brain power right out it's really disconcerting scott blanchard youtube is okay ken isn't ghosted out (laughs) that's because we've got numerous things blocking the window now so that i don't get washed out what do you think brothers i know this was a relatively shorter one but uh we will definitely on thursday the way you like it we'll do the son of a bitch um We'll do this again on Thursday, and yeah. we'll definitely get Tammy on. I will uh, message her back, and I'll... Yeah, because I really want to get into some beer discussion. Uh, yes. That'll yeah. be fun. 100%. Yes. Hopefully Maybe. the heat wave is broken by then. I hope so, Maybe too, we so. can get them to name a beer after me, too. Ooh. I mean, that's pretty high aspiration. It's but been done before. They are. Yeah. It's ger- it's stubborn stars, German brewery. So I... Well, uh, I'm like, I got some stubborn Polak in me, if that counts. Boosh. <laughs> no, it's Deutsch. They pronounce it Deutsch. <laughs> they could, uh, it's not like called Deutschland. It's Deutschland. Mildly aggressive ginger. Joseph yeah. oh, Like a ginger beer. Yeah. Nobody's ever done a ginger beer in my well, eye before. Joseph Schwein. Oh, mildly aggressive ginger. Joseph Schwein. I think that's what we'll call it. Joseph Schwein. <laughs> No, I don't right. know. She what knows that what I'm talking about. German. Right? It is German, right? Oh God, stop! <laughs> right? Oh, it's German. Look schnell for ein Oh God, I hate you people. Get moving, woman pig. <laughs> for the Freemasons podcast, I am Right Worship Brother George Marjorie signing off. Worship Brother Joe signing off. Thank Worship God. Worship Brother Ken signing off. I love that face he makes every time I go on in front of my freaking thing. It, 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 it actually gives me fuel for the week. So, have a good night, everyone. Wow. Good night, YouTube. Good night, animals. <laughs>